What's up, solopreneurs? Just wanted to give a little intro to this episode. It's a special one because Corey, he is actually one of my previous bosses. He taught me the ropes with Solar along with a couple other people that have already been on the show. Definitely not going to want to miss this because now he is actually in Arizona tearing it up in the solar industry down there. And he has a new process that was pretty shocking to me, honestly. I'd never heard of people selling this way. It's helping them close deals galore, and it's turning the tables on the customers. He has them pretty much begging to be sold solar. So check it out. Let me know what you think. With that, we'll jump into the intro. What do you call an underground group of solar professionals on a mission to create a more sustainable world? We call ourselves solarpreneurs. And while some might call us crazy, foolish, and dissatisfied with the status quo, we're the ones taking action to create a better future for ourselves and the world. Solarpreneur is dedicated to give you, the solar professional, the tools, skills, technology, and mentorship to take the industry by storm and sell more solar with less effort. We are solarpreneurs, and this is our story. Boom, what's going on, solarpreneurs? I am here with the one and the only Corey Vanderpool. And he's so talented that he can not only drive and do a podcast interview at the same time. So thanks for coming on and thanks for being willing to do it while you're driving, Corey. Yeah, sorry, kind of got me in traffic, but uh, happy to be on here. (laughs) No worries. Yeah, we're excited to hear from you. And Corey's a special guest because... This man right here was actually my boss back in the day. I guess it's been a little bit now. Um, But now he's, yeah, now he's closing deals. He's in Arizona. He's, uh, as far as I know, probably one of the top closers in the Valley. And I think you self-proclaimed yourself as the, one of the top salesmen in Arizona. Is that right, Corey? Yeah. I mean, obviously there's nothing for me to hold that against, but in my own (laughs) eyes, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. I think any good closers think that he's the best. So <laughs> good. Yeah, got out of that confidence. That's uh, oh, one yeah. of the secrets. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. So no that lack of confidence has never been one of my problems. <laughs> good. Yeah, that's definitely a secret. And uh, yeah, I mean, you you've pretty much done it all, Corey, and that's why I think you can add a ton of value to our podcast series because you've been solar business owner. You're closing deals now. Um, I mean, you've helped, you know, a lot about like the installation processes and everything. So definitely a pretty unique background. So do you want to tell us, first of all, Corey, how you got in the industry and why you decided to go into solar? Yeah. And actually, I feel like I kind of gone full circle now. Um, But one of my good friends uh, at the time, uh, Thomas Schaefer, uh, he was the founder of New Power. Um, He was uh, we were going to church together out in Texas and we decided that it would be a good idea to quit our jobs and uh, move across country and start afresh uh, knocking doors and uh, get into the solar industry and so I had been uh, at 
Apex before Apex was Vivint and had knocked doors for them and had managed an office for them. And so I had a little bit of background in it, but uh, we decided that uh, with solar getting bigger, this was like back in 2010, um, 2011, uh, that it would be a good idea to get into it. And so we uh, dropped everything and went out and the two of us just started knocking doors uh, and we started New Power. And back then we were a, a dealer for Solcius, um, which was a great company, helped us get into the industry, learn about solar. We started off doing PPAs and, uh, you know, and then eventually transitioned over to purchases and whatnot. Um, but uh, back then it was, you know, just the two of us and we started knocking and then, you know, we decided obviously we didn't want to uh, just be the two of us. And so we started recruiting and we started building New Power. And so, we started New Power actually on my couch in my living room, and uh, that was super fun. Uh, back in the day, it was just uh, like four or five of us and uh, around sitting on the couch, and then it grew from there. And, uh, and so as we kind of grew and we grew into multiple offices and then multiple states, we uh, decided that uh, we wanted to be more than just a uh, dealer. And so uh, I had luckily the construction background to be able to go and uh, qualify to get my electrical contractor's license and general contractor's license. And so uh, I was fortunate enough to pass the tests and I got those licenses. And so New Power was able to stand on its own. And I took, I transitioned over from the sales department over to operations mm -hmm. and installations. And so I ran and I was our COO at New Power and ran that part of it and helped build uh, that part of the business and uh, went through a lot of growing pains, uh, a lot of difficulties, but learned a ton. Yeah. So, up certification as an installer as part of that as well. And so, um, you know, from there, things grew and New Power grew and uh, eventually got to the point where um, we, our family was growing and, uh, both my wife and I's family are out here in Arizona. And so we decided it would be a good transition from us to leave Duke Power and put down some roots down in Arizona. And that was always kind of the plan was to transition from California to Arizona. Yeah. Um, but finally just kind of came down to a good time when New Power I think was in a good position financially and, yeah. um, and the other partners were able to buy me out. And, um, yeah. and so, yeah, it was good. And so I left that, uh, left New Power, um, and um, for the most part, I still am involved with New Power a little bit, um, which, you know, I still love New Power and help build that. And uh, New Power will be, hopefully, always have a little bit of influence there, you know, as far as, you know, what I helped create there. But uh, they definitely impacted me a ton. But uh, then I, I left the industry for a little bit, uh, did some traveling, took some time off, did some side project, mm -hmm. um, and actually got into the car business a little bit. Um, and so I started a rental car company and that actually kind of inspired me to get back in because uh, I wanted to buy more cars. And the thing about buying cars is you always need more capital. So that's right. I knew I had a skill set where I could make some money closing deals because at New Power, I originally started um, training all of the closers and I went and sat in hundreds of deals. And so I knew that that was something that I wouldn't have to go, you know, do a whole lot of make a lot, whole lot of effort into retrained myself so anyways that uh, that brought me full circle where now i approached a good friend of mine who uh, owns he's one of the owners of pure energy out here in arizona mm -hmm. and um anyway so i close for them now and so 
I basically just started off thinking I would just go to uh, close a few deals and basically generate some more revenue for my other business. And so it actually went really well and I started closing quite a bit. And so I just have got more and more involved with it. And so I've been back in the business basically for about uh, four months now. And uh, I actually just broke my uh, $1.5 million in uh, amount of uh, revenue generated from my sales. So that's awesome. Uh, Congrats, man. Yeah. So closed, uh, closed a few deals since I've been back. And anyways, it's, it's been uh, interesting, but it's, I've, I feel like I've had some unique perspectives as I bring some of that operational background into the closing and whatnot and being able to answer questions that maybe traditionally I wouldn't. So my sales approach has changed a little bit in the way that I used to close. Definitely. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that because I think that is definitely unique, your closing process and everything. But yeah, I mean, Corey, what's cool is you were basically one of the people that got me in the industry, you and down Pancary. I still remember when we were, uh, when I was getting recruited by new power, he took me to the sizzlers and everything. And at the time, so, and, uh, yeah, I mean, Corey went all out and that's what we always loved about Corey is, uh, he knew how to recruit guys and really influenced the culture at new power. And, uh, yeah, at the time I was just a poor college student. I was living off of plasma money from my plasma donations and Corey took me out to his steak and is the best I'd, I'd eaten in probably six months. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So I'm like, wow, this company, I mean, guys like that, I want to be working with guys like that. So I definitely got to thank Corey for getting me in the industry. And yeah, now that you're back closing deals, it just goes to show how good solar industry is. Cause like you said, I mean, you were doing cars, but you came to your senses and realized that solar is really good way to make money and you're doing it again. So I love to hear that you're back, back at it and 1.5 in revenue. That's super awesome. So glad to hear it. But, uh, so let's hear from you, Corey. How did you, um, one of the things that you're really good at is creating the good culture here at new power when you were here and helping the guys have fun and it's really contributing to that. So what were you, what were some things you say that helped you a lot in like building the company culture and that you're seeing now is that some successful companies implement in order to have a good culture? Well, I think like any good culture, it really starts with relationships um, and value on the individual that is the, the team, right? Because new power is really not new power as a company, um, but really it's more, or really any good company who's got a great culture. Um, and same thing with the guys that are with really of individuals who make up that organization. And so um, when you put a higher value on the relationships uh, rather than uh, the objective of the organization, uh, in my opinion, then you really start to build a place where people feel valued and um, they want to be there and stick around. And, and, and then that basically changes your focus to a place where people can have fun. Um, they feel valued. Uh, they are, um, you know, they want to work hard. They, they buy into the mission and the objective of the organization. Um, and so that's, we tried to implement that in new power. I mean, I tried to basically make sure that everyone that I came in contact with, uh, you take genuine interest in them. I mean, just like anything in the sales process, but it really, um, you know, it, it doesn't really matter what's going on with Corey Vanderpool. It really matters is the person that's sitting across from the table from you when you're recruiting or 
um, you know, whether you're building culture or working with your guys, but ultimately if the, the people that you're working with don't genuinely believe that you have their best interest at heart, uh, then obviously it's not a place where people typically want to be long-term. And so that was really my core objective uh, as we worked on building culture was making sure that it was a place where people uh, felt welcome, felt appreciated, wanted to be there and buy into what we were trying to accomplish. Right. And yeah, it's cool because I remember when you were there, you started us doing, <clears throat> I think it was monthly activities that we would do as a company where we go like zip lining, paintballing, stuff like that. And you actually asked me about them the other day, but one of our now managers was like a recruit from from one of these activities. Remember Jeff first he came yeah. to the plan activity. So yeah, I mean, those kind of activities are really crucial because it really helps you get outside of the normal, uh, you know, day to day of what you're trying to do. And so then you can really start to build relationships and get to know somebody on a personal level. Yeah. Um, and that way they, they, they have a chance to connect with you and they don't just feel like they're another number in the organization or someone who's uh, you're benefiting from or making money off of. And so, yeah, you know, you, when you take the time to do that, um, and it, it does, it requires time and effort and sometimes money, obviously, yeah. uh, to do those things. But, I mean, that's what creates loyalty and trust and, and retention and, and ultimately a culture where people want to stick around and help build. Yeah. Definitely, because yeah, I think some of our top recruits, <clears throat> I mean, they've come from activities. So even doing things, you know, like team dinners, um, doing stuff, at least quarterly activities. I think it's not only good for building the culture, but then also just having it be a recruiting tool. That's one of the things that attracted me to what you were doing, Corey, is I just saw that you're a fun guy and that you guys did lots of sweet activities. When I first went out to new power i mean yeah we went out and got steaks we went on and did like a tour of la on like a helicopter so i'm like i don't really care if i'm making money these guys are awesome <laughs> i just want to like come and hang out and wow I just want to have fun. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. so i mean that's changed a little bit now i do want to make money <laughs> it's not all about having fun but um but yeah i think if you have a balance make great money and then like you said have the good culture and have awesome activities and that's super good thing for growth the company well especially when you are starting off in this industry really the hard thing about solar is getting started and getting in because you don't have somebody coming into the industry and it's like a bamboo shoot you know it's like on the surface they may not seem like they're making a lot of progress you know they're out working hard knocking the doors putting the time in but not seeing a lot of results and like, if you know, like in bamboo, it grows down first and then it grows up, right? And so it establishes those roots. And so someone who is, you know, going to ultimately have a lot of success in the industry, a lot of times it takes fostering relationships. So that way they want us to stick around and be a part of that, even though they may not see a lot of that initial success. And so, you know, as you work with people and, and do that, especially like I said, in this industry, you know, where those results or the revenue or the income may not necessarily come. Uh, initially at the rate that someone would hope for um, or what other, they see other people around them doing, um, you know, that can help bridge that gap between really, you know, the inexperience and someone who then starts to uh, understand how to do this and really capitalize on this opportunity. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was super cool. And um, being, being like a business owner, do you feel like there's anything else that really contributed to growth the new power because yeah you saw it all i mean started on your couch and then 
at the time that you left and everything, I mean, New Power had a huge warehouse, awesome building with the basketball court. So I think that's everyone, everyone's dream is to go from the couch to having your own basketball court and all that. So um, what yeah, else do you feel I like mean, contributed, contributed to the growth? I mean, if there was one thing, and this is, you know, like, I think as, as New Power grew, we really had to keep people in place and for sure had – you know, Thomas not started, we wouldn't have been there. Had Rob not come along, we wouldn't have, you know, had a lot of the growth and experience that we had. You know, Rob Reimer is an incredible leader and, and you know, brought so much to organization. Uh, but our other partner that we have, Matt Collins, he brought, I think, something that was like a key ingredient to the organization that really helped us take it to the next level. Now, that was, and this seems kind of canned or scripted, but vision. I mean, yeah. ultimately, we were hoping initially to be a company who had a couple of successful offices um, that we could, you know, generate in personal income, a few hundred thousand dollars a year and be able to live comfortably. Yeah. You know, and Matt helped us see that what he had done with another solar company in the industry um, of what we could be, not just, you know, something that would benefit us individually, but an organization that would grow to benefit so many people and ultimately generate, you know, uh, hundreds of thousands and, and or you know millions and, and tens of and million of dollars of revenue and eventually hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue and so that you could become more we could earn. I think it's really one of just that that mentality it's from thinking small to big taking actions and, and taking risks to really bridge the gap and at this point no you know there really is not something necessarily that pushes you to that most people don't just fall blindly into you know high levels of success it's something that you've got to work toward to achieve right for sure you're cutting out a little bit but i think people got the idea yeah just having vision taking the risks and I think another key in there is having the right people. Like you mentioned it, like Matt brought his own piece of the puzzle and then Rob had his. So for company owners, maybe it's bringing on people that can help with the things you're locking in because you never know how um, someone's going to have that new idea to take you to the top of the industry. Right. So that's awesome stuff. And so um, kind of want to transition over Corey. Now that you're closing deals, I got a little bit of sorry. Just telling Corey I went running for the first time in a couple of weeks. I'm still trying to catch my breath. <laughs> but I had the opportunity to hear from Corey kind of about the new closing process you're implementing there in Arizona. And after hearing that, it's something that I had never really heard before. And you guys do a couple things different that I think have been pretty cool. Helped you close a lot of deals. So let's segue into a little bit what this closing process is. And um, I mean, you said that you've done 1.5 million in revenue. So let's talk about what you've been able to do to be closing all these deals. So do you want to kind of walk us through the process and um, some things that are helping you close deals out there in Arizona, Corey? Yeah. Um, I think the base of it is uh, ultimately the philosophy of, of how we as human are geared. Um, because even as sales guys, right, I think this industry, a lot of pay scales and everything else are geared toward, 
um, you know, levels, you know, we have different pay scales and obviously the more we sell, sell, the more we make. Right. And so if we don't hit our pay scales, right, we lose out on a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the fear of loss, and I think most of us know this is pretty, you know, fairly well known fact that the fear of loss is much greater than the desire to gain. Mm-hmm. And so, um, being able to transition that from, uh, basically like an income standpoint to us being able to transfer that to the customer, I think has been really key in, in taking me from, you know, you know, my sales process uh, to, you know, something that's helping me be more successful. And, and really the, I, I can't contribute this to something that I come up with. The guys at Pure Energy have really done a great job with this. Casey Mosier, um, a great salesman. He's a, uh, he's the one that really kind of taught me about this process. And so, this is nothing original from me. Um, I think that I have got, like I said, some unique stuff that I'd be able to bring into this. Um, but really this process is just something that I've been able to implement now. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we're talking about with the customer uh, in any sales situation, I think a lot of us, and, and I did this for a lot of years and I closed a lot of deals this way, um, but it's all about um, typically what the customer has to gain from going solar, which is typically uh, increased uh, home value and uh, decreased cost of living. And so they're able to save some money and they're able to get uh, a net gain. And so uh, that net gain though, from their solar. So, you know, if they were paying with their utility company before $200 a month and now they're going solar, you know, their total out of pocket cost, maybe their solar bill is 150 bucks. And so they're saving 50 bucks a month, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually when presented like that, uh, $50 a month for a lot of homeowners is not typically going to move the needle in a huge way. And so, um, when you compare that against, you know, for example, like with a lease, uh, where with, you know, some of the possible challenges that come with a lease or with the loan, with some of the, the challenges that come with taking on, uh, of, uh, it's not, it doesn't always uh, um, really uh, compel them to move forward uh, with the solar. And so we have to be really good to talk them into, you know, how to negotiate and, and move through the objections. And so, you know, build enough value so that they want to say yes. And so um, what, what we've been able to do, though, is, is kind of turn that on its head. And, and basically, and rather than make it about what the customer can gain from going solar, um, really it's about what they would lose out on, on going solar. And I think a lot of, I'm sure a lot of people do this and, and there's opportunity cost, right? If you don't go solar over the next 30 years, your cost with the electricity company at inflated rates, obviously as they keep going up and up, right? Maybe, you know, hundred thousand or $200,000 in electricity bills that they may end up paying over a 20 or 30 year time period, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what we, what I've tried to do though is, in, in, as I'm my sales process, is basically um, have something other than the solar itself that we can use as a carrot for the customer um, that they would be getting as a result of going solar, um, and so that they can uh, basically, if they're selected or chosen, you know, like in the sign industry or when the, sorry, in the alarm industry, right? We use the, the sign, right? If you put a sign out in front of their house, uh, we'll give you a free alarm system, you know, and then you just pay for the monitoring, right? Yeah. So, you know, there's an exchange. And so um, 
with what we're doing now out here with Pure Energy is something kind of similar where um, in exchange for um, a service that we're gonna give them, right? Uh, for a limited number of people, uh, we will give you this service. And so uh, typically it's some kind of home energy update, right? So for example, at, at uh, New Power, we gave away the Nest thermostat, right? And so um, we would say, okay, you know, if you, uh, you, know, you go solar, we're gonna, something we're gonna do is help you with the Nest thermostat. Uh, we're gonna put that in, it's gonna help you use less air conditioning and, and ultimately, um, you know, help you as you're uh, trying to be more energy efficient. So you're able to, you know, basically not and, and to help ensure that you don't have a, a utility bill post solar. But um, what we do basically is we use that as a, as a thing that they can miss out on, right? So what we basically do is we say, okay, we're going to give, um, you know, five or six people out here these uh, incentives and it's just first come first serve. Uh, whoever uh, is able to take advantage of that first um, we give that to them and then they just end up paying for the panels. And so, you know, for you guys, if you're able to help us out by putting the sign out and doing, you know, the advertising thing, like you would do, like I said, kind of like an, an alarm sale. Um, if you'll do that for us, then right, then we're, we'll give you this service, but we're only going to give it to so many. And so um, doing that, right, kind of puts the customer in a mindset of, you know, it's, it's all about, there's limited opportunity, you know, there's, this is, uh, we're going to get, only so many people are going to get this and so you know people want to be obviously selected to get those those free upgrades if you will and so that change from going to um you know we we want you to go solar and you're going to want to go solar because you have uh you know fifty dollars a month in savings or forty dollars a month in savings or sometimes you know it could be even less than that to uh when you go solar you're obviously going to save money um you know, you're obviously going to save money, but you're uh, not only that, but we're going to give you uh, these upgrades and we're going to give you the upgrades at no cost. Right. And so having that, you know, take from where they feel like they're going to, you know, get that opportunity to get that. And if they don't get miss out on that opportunity, then they don't get that. Right. So yeah. just doing that takeaway helps to, uh, build a little urgency on their part and feel like they're missing out on something. And so therefore, you know, like I said, instead of the desire to gain something, right, some monthly savings, mm -hmm. they feel like they would be missing out on the free upgrades and whatever that may be. Like I said, at New Power, we did the Nest Thermostat. And so we're only going to give so many Nest Thermostats away or whatever it may be. Obviously, there's lots of different things that you can do there. So, right. yeah, it's just, it's just basically making that switch on the customer where they feel like they're missing out rather than they're just gaining something. Okay. And so Corey, do you have any times, uh, any examples as you started to implement kind of this new process, do you have any like specific people that you think wouldn't have signed up? And then as you started like, like doing this on them, making a limited time that it kind of flipped it and they did buy because of it. Any stories you have around that? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, literally almost every single person, um, basically like, so as part of my close, there's a few questions that I ask, right? And so everyone likes the idea of solar and, you know, no one likes to be sold. And so everybody wants to think about it. They want to let you know on their time frame, right? And so as long as the customer feels like they're in control and they're in control of the buying process, that's, you know, where, um, you know, they feel comfortable and they will continue to move along in the process. And so it's basically taking that, um, and like I said, kind of turning on its head, but, um, and getting the customer to progress through the sales process.
process, but um, pretty frequently as I sit down with her, and, and I can tell you one, uh, um, I sat down with a couple, um, and basically we're going through it and presenting this process as, as I, and I Customer before I even sit down with them, listen, I actually am not really like a sales guy. What I'll do is I'll no worries. So right up front, I feel like I make them feel like I'm not so Sorry, you're, you're cutting out just a little bit, Corey. Can you still As hear me? What's that? You, you cut out just all the way there, Corey. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. I think we're good. Um, yeah, so you cut out. So you're just saying, repeat that one more time. You just, you're telling a story about uh, yeah. what happened. Yeah, so as I sat down with this couple, the uh, one of the things that helped, um, as we were going through it, because a lot of customers obviously get excited as you're going through and you're just, you know, showing them what you can do for them now. Um, you know, the energy company, right? You create the problem that their rates go up and it's costing more money and it's a bill that never goes away. And yeah. as you paint this, people really start to feel the urgency. It's one of those things that they're not usually I think the challenge I have, I have anybody has is, is them to feel the urgency to do it right then, right? And so um, people though, it's like in dollars, right? And they say, right? And so as I sat down with this one couple, uh, uh, Jim and Mary, right? They, uh, they were all about it. They were excited about the solar, right? And there are a couple though that, uh, thinks about everything, right? Never makes a decision on the spot. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I said, okay, so it's, and then one of the things I think that helps too is as we're doing a credit check, I actually make the credit check out to be a little harder than what, uh, than what I need to be. Cause a lot of times I think we downplay credit checks, uh, yeah. because we don't want people to just think it's no big deal. But yeah. Again, I kind of turn that on its head so they think that like they want to qualify, right? So I say a lot of people don't qualify for this. Uh, it's actually kind of hard to qualify for it. Usually people love the numbers. They love going, they love the idea of going solar. Uh, but the hardest part is actually just get you to qualify. Um, so, I mean, I've had a doctor not qualified. I've had teachers qualified. So really what it comes down to is whether someone does qualify for it. And if they qualify for it and they can make the schedule work to get the energy uh, upgrades put in, you know, then we can, you know, obviously give them those upgrades. So um, what we do basically is we can check and see whether you guys are a qualified candidate or not. Um, and then you guys can decide um, from there, you know, when and how you'd want to move forward. Uh, and so having that where, if, you know, they, you know, for them, they're like, okay, we can see whether we're qualified or not. But I didn't make them feel like the qualifying process was right? Like a definitive step in moving forward. It's just basically made it soft, yeah. uh, but it made it also kind of want to do it because it's a, yeah, a lot of people don't qualify for it. So you may not, right? Yeah. Like when you tell someone they're not going to be able to do something, people are more compelled to want to go do it. Exactly. Um, and so doing that and then as after they qualify for it, I say, cool. So um, one of the biggest challenges with this is not, it's just being able to make the schedule work when our, when the people will be out here installing the upgrades. 
Um, and so whether you can be an upgraded customer or just somebody who just like goes solar anytime with us, it really just depends on whether you can make that schedule work or not, right? And so we have two days where we're going to be out here. We're going to be out here on Wednesday at uh, uh, 4 or Friday at 8 a.m. Um, and so it's just matter whether you can make one of those two times work. Um, so like I said, you guys can go solar with us anytime. But if you just want to be able to take advantage of the upgrades, because we just do these one after another, you just have to make one of those two times work, right? Uh, do, do either one of those times work for you? And so ultimately, that's kind of my closing question right there. Um, okay. And then a lot of times what will happen is the, cust the, the, the customer, and this is what happened with, with Jim and Mary, was they looked at each other like, so are we doing this? You know, and so that's usually when I just get quiet and let them, because a lot of times one of them will be more on board than the other one, and they'll sell the other one on why they should go solar. And then I just keep my mouth shut and let them convince the other one that they're going solar. And then they say, yeah, we want Friday at four, right? And so... Yeah. You know, there's like, there's a time obviously when to talk and there's a time to be quiet. Um, and that's one of those times that really uh, helps because a lot of times, right, that's when they're making the decision. Up until now, it's always just been really soft. And so they say, yeah, we, we really want to just think about this. And I say, oh yeah, you definitely want to just think about this for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but if you guys want to take advantage of the, the free upgrades, this is when we're doing them. So if you don't want them, no big deal. Like go solar anytime you want. Yeah. But if you want the free upgrades, this is when we're doing them. And so then where people who are uh, where, you know, they may be looking at the benefit of it now are afraid to miss out on, on how they can take advantage of those. And so they make a decision on the spot there where maybe they wouldn't otherwise. Yeah. And what's really cool is, I mean, people get so conditioned to like, I don't know, cause they've been through like car buying processes and sales processes. I think the customer is like smart enough to know that if you're just doing the traditional sell then they're going to throw out the think about it excuse. What's oh, yeah. Really, yeah, what's really cool is you're kind of flipping that and um, also you're making it, you're kind of turning them into like the salesman, like, because they have to be able to commit to your schedule now. They have to be able to commit to certain things to do in order to get these upgrades. And like you're saying, if they, it's like they, people always want the things they can't have. I mean, we always yeah, want the girl we can't get um, right and so that. another part of that part of one part of my other closing process too is at the end I say you know my job is ultimately we set a bunch of appointments we'll only, only choose a few few of these and so I actually get to choose who are uh, our upgraded customers mm -hmm. and so you know I ask, why do you, uh, you know, at first I asked, is there any reason why you wouldn't want to be an upgraded customer, right? So that way there, it's like that, that they come forward with any objectives why they wouldn't want to be, right? And yeah. then if they say, no, there's no reason we wouldn't want to be, um, then I say, great. Okay. So like I said, my job is to choose those. Um, why do you think you would be a, a good upgraded customer for us? And then I make them sell me, right, on why I would choose them. Yeah, and so people, true. it's like all of a sudden will start telling me all these reasons where I didn't even know that this is the reason they're doing it. But if I hit a sticking point later on, it gives me a reason to then go back and be like, yeah, like you said, you guys would be a good reason for this. Yeah, that's genius. Yeah, and so yeah. it makes them sell you on the idea now. And I think once you get to that point, I mean, I'm sure you're closing every one of those if they, <laughs> if they have to convince you now why they should be a good customer for you. Um, yeah. I mean, because a lot of clients, if they, if they, if we can't get past it, is there any reason why you wouldn't want to do this, right? Mm -hmm. Then, you know, we're not, we're not moving forward. 
but if they say, you know, there's no reason why I wouldn't, um, then obviously, you know, it's something that you can, you can go through and, and, uh, and overcome, you know, pretty much anything. And so they're, they're pretty much on board at that point. And so like, if someone goes to, and watches me close a deal, a lot of times they'll be like, Oh, well, that person would just, it was easy, but you know, I think any good closer will tell you, you know, any good closer will tell you that, uh, if, if you walk, if you go into a sale and you don't know the process and you watch the sale happen, any good sale really should look like it was a laydown. It should look like it was a customer that was really easy to sell, but they were easy to sell because yeah. they were set up properly from the beginning. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, I remember when I first started, I would go to deals, I think with you and yeah, just other people that have been there and there were most of the time laydowns like that. Then I'd go and try and close myself, and it was like pulling teeth to get them to do anything. I'm like, what the heck? How, how are these people getting all laid on? But, um, yeah, it's true. As you learn, it's just more of the things you're doing to create the laydowns. And I think it's kind of a fresh take on the close to be able to do it like that. And so what are the things that you're making them commit? So they have to commit to, like, a time so, to be scheduled. Yes. What else do they have to commit to in order to get it? So yeah, basically, I just tell people there's a, there's three qualifying factors. You got to be the homeowner. You got to have decent credit, uh, and you got to have the income for this so you can get the tax credits. That's another thing too that I really like, um, you know, about Pure Energy as a company. And you know, I've really tried to make sure that I adopt this in my process. Not that we didn't do this in New Power, which you know they do a good job with that too. But you know, walking away from the deal, um, if it's an ownership, right, that doesn't have the tax equity, that someone who's not truly a good candidate, you walk away from it, and so. You know, you can walk into there with the, you know, moral authority that, you know, I'm only doing this for people that it's going to help them. Uh, but we, uh, you know, we, so we, we know going into, we, we have that. And so part of that qualifying process is asking those questions. Um, but part of what we have them do for us is put the sign out in front of the house. Um, you know, we help explain that it's good for advertising and lets people know who to call. Um, and then the other is, you know, we want them to do a review for us. We tell people, listen, most people only go online and post negative things when they or post a review when they've had a native experience. And yeah. so we want someone to go out there and spread the good word for us and let people know how good of a job we are doing. And so as a model home, we require you to do that. Would you be okay with that? You know? So I'm like, these are really important things. And if you're not okay with that, then you can't be, um, you know, a, uh, you know, a promo customer or a, a customer that can, uh, you know, get our, our energy upgrades. And so, you know, we make sure that uh, our process is one that um, we have customers that want to do this. And so if you can't do that, then, then no big deal. You can be a regular customer, but you can't be an upgraded customer. Yeah. I love that. And then you're telling them, <clears throat> you're saying, <clears throat> sorry, get my breath. You're telling them also, um, like, you don't care if they do it because, I mean, the company would make more money because they don't have to do the upgrades. So yeah, that's, that's not one I mean, you're that's, to. Yeah, that's, that's really, you know, super helpful when I say, um, you know, ultimately, if you don't do this, it's even better for us because if you just call us up in a few months, because um, we're giving you these upgrades for free, you're probably going to want the upgrades because I told you about them now, so you probably just pay for those, so all the better if you don't do it right now uh, because then you're just going to pay for those upgrades when you want to do it. So please, you know, by all means, you know, take the t all the time that you need. Um, we just really want people who are looking to save money and want to help us as part of this program to take advantage of that. 
So it kind of helps to plant that. Right. Okay, though, that really helps me like validate all this stuff and not feel like I'm like pushing something on them or uh, one of the things that I do in the beginning that's important is really like, and, and throughout, right, is, is genuinely take interest in the person and like anybody who's gone down with me, I really try and make sure that that person, when I leave their home, they feel like, and I feel like, generally take them, but, but they're a friend. And that they've confided in someone and they have a process and, uh, or they've gone through a process with someone that they can trust. And so, you know, I build that trust though through trying to relationship with that person. And so if I don't, if I haven't had the time and the ability to like have a friendship with them, a lot of times a sale really doesn't go through because I, I don't feel like they feel like they can trust me. So I want them to trust me and know that I'm someone that they can be confident in um, as they're doing that. So like, I try it genuinely, not just like, cause you can, it's easy to fake, you know, having interest in someone and you're just, you're not listening to the responses at all. Yeah. But when you, you know, I try not to talk about myself, but talk, you know, be with them. Yeah. Sorry, cut out again for a sec. But um, yeah, what's, what's also cool is whatever you do, um, because you guys are doing, is it insulation you put in, put in for them? Is that kind of the home energy, home efficiency upgrade you give them? Yeah. Yeah, we do the, we will put insulation in the, in the roof form. We'll okay. put some additional insulation in. Yeah. Which in Arizona, yeah. it's so hot here. So it's super helpful, obviously, um, to insulate because a lot of the houses out here uh, barely have enough insulation as it is. Yeah. Okay. Because what's cool about that too is once they get that insulation put in, I mean, it's a done deal. They can't, I mean, they can't cancel after that, right? So. Yeah, so that's, that is, it's one of the nice things about this process is if you can, because obviously when you're going solar, it's a, it's a process. It takes a while. And, and a lot of us have customers who want to back out for whatever reason. It could be another company. It could be get cold feet or they're, you know, they say they're going to move or whatever it may be. Yeah. But if you can get that insulation or you can get something installed in the home in the next, you know, in the next few days or even better that day, right? you're able to solidify that customer and make them feel like they have already started the process. They're going solar. And, uh, and then a lot of the focus becomes around those energy upgrades. And so, you know, they're not, they don't feel like this is a process that's going to start eventually. And whether I want to cancel, I can at some point, like they're started, right. You don't, you don't, you don't call up your solar company once they've got the, the racking on your roof and say, Oh, actually I want to cancel. Right. Like you're going solar. That's game over. Yeah. So, yeah, it really reduces cancels for sure. Definitely, 100%. And yeah, and so for our solarpreneurs that are listening, even if your company doesn't do something like this, like I know you were telling me, Corey, your company doesn't do nests anymore, but sometimes you'll still go out and put that in to kind of like sweeten the deal and solidify them, right? Yeah, so that's something that we started at New Power. And, you know, sometimes you just need that little cherry on top to like get the deal done. And so, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't be afraid to step outside and that step outside of the box and like take some initiative and guess what i mean i make you know we all we all make you know pretty good money on these deals and so if i need to go put two or three hundred dollars into nest thermostats to solidify a deal done no big deal yeah. i mean the amount of money we're making really that's it's a small figure and so like you can pay somebody to put it in you can learn how to do it and do it yourself but you know there's different things you can do to help solidify that for sure definitely see i was gonna say even if 
even if for our listeners, you're not with a company that does do those things. I mean, it's a pretty small thing to go out and buy like a Nest thermostat or just be creative with it. Something they can lock down the deal, some type of home efficiency thing. And it's really a small investment. I think there's a book out there called Giftology that talks about too. And he recommends, I think 10% of what you make, just turn it around and invest it in your current customers. Cause it's all, also going to help with the referrals and all that. I'm sure help you get more referrals. Yeah. Giving yeah them- and it's a tool that can be used for that as well. You can use it for retention and referrals. So yeah, yeah it's a, it's a great tool for sure. For sure. But yeah. If you can take the focus of making a decision for a $40,000, solar system or 20 year lease right you can take the focus out and help them focus on um, really the uh, you know the benefit of getting something else in addition to it it really takes a lot of the uh, the pressure or the stress off of making the decision today right so I think that's really been a big part of the the success that I've enjoyed uh, as I you know have, have kind of jumped back in this and, and gotten into that and so yeah. We implemented a lot of this stuff at, at New Power, but I think uh, um, I've learned a lot of new tricks and, and skills as I've come over to uh, to this other company and, and learned this new process. And, you know, it's just it's paid huge dividends for me for sure. Definitely. Well, thanks for sharing with us the process, Corey, and hopefully people will start to do that. Um, there's too many just typical sales guys out there. That it's like the same thing every time. So we can all do that. I think it's going to be better for our customers. We can get them excited about other things and build the urgency that way and taking it away and making them sell us. Um, yeah, I think it's going to increase everyone's sales. So, uh, thanks for sharing with us the process, Corey. And before we let you go here, um, is there any way if people want to like find out more about you or what you're doing, are you on social medias at all? Any way for people to connect with you? Uh, probably not. Maybe by uh, smoke signals. Uh, no, I just, uh, or smoke signals. Yeah. So if you send up enough smoke signals, I might see it. No, I, I, uh, I mean, I've got a Facebook page, Corey Vanderpool. Um, and, uh, you know, I think I've got an Instagram account that I never get on, but I, I probably haven't been on Facebook and probably I could have feel like that bullet just never ends. You, you keep spinning that wheel. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're, uh, um, yeah, obviously anybody wants to get a hold of me can get a hold of me through Taylor. Um, and uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know why you want to talk to me. You know, just a dude. <laughs> but uh, you know, somebody, somebody like Taylor who's out there spreading the good word, probably uh, he can connect me if you need to. Yeah, definitely. Cool. And so before I let you go, any final uh, tips you want to give with our audience, Corey? Any uh, yeah. final words? Yeah, of- don't implement this stuff in Arizona. That's where I'm doing it. You know, anywhere <laughs> <laughs> besides Arizona. <laughs> No, yeah. Um, no, I mean, ultimately, if you feel like the customer, make the customer feel like they're an important person to you and you, uh, you can build some kind of a, a relationship with them. Um, and then, you know, you know, just like anything, right? You make it special, you make it unique, you make it feel like it's is a, an opportunity they need to take advantage of right away. Um, then it, yeah, I think it, uh, you, you can apply that to any sales process, but here in solar, if you do that, it really, you know, I think big dividends. That's great for sure. Well, thanks for coming on, Corinne. It's funny, I've actually had a couple of people who have had like unique ideas and stuff like your process that they're like hesitant to come to come on the show. They're like, Oh, I don't know if I want people like stealing this because it's gonna create more competition. 
Um, so yeah, it's a little bit ambiguous some of the stuff I'm saying, but you let out all my secrets. So there you yeah. go, Taylor. I tell you, I tell you a few things, and you tell the world. <laughs> now, I'm happy to share some knowledge. I uh, obviously, as a, as the whole solar industry grows in general, we, you know, we um, it helps all of us. So it's good to it's good to get that information out there for sure. Yeah, and I think it's more of the abundance mindset. It's going to help everyone rather than being like, oh, someone's going to steal my secret. I think that's that's right. Negative thoughts. So uh, thanks again for coming on, Corey, and we'll look forward to connecting again, hopefully, and keep closing those deals in Arizona. Leave some for the next day. Okay, you cut out, but I think you said, I think you said peace out and have a good day, right? Yeah, no, thank you guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, thanks, Corey. Yo, hope you enjoyed the episode with Corey. If you took some valuable insights, go show Corey some love. Hit him up on social media. I know he's not super active, but let him know you appreciated the show. And then if you haven't already, for crying out loud, go leave us a review on the podcast. Please, helps us reach out to more solarpreneurs just like yourself and people who want to grow and crush it in the industry. For next week, we will have Bennett Maxwell. He's going to talk about how he's built his dealer with a team of virtual assistants. You're not going to want to miss it, so tune in for next time's episode and keep crushing. Wow, what another value-packed episode of The Solarpreneur. Guys, if you couldn't tell, we spend a lot of time and energy to put these episodes out to hopefully give you just one strategy, one golden nugget that's going to launch your solar career to the next level. And we do it all for free. And if you found any value in this episode or it's helped you in any way, all I ask in return is that you just take 30 seconds of your time and leave us a review on iTunes so that we can help more solarpreneurs like you to change the world. And as a gift for leaving us a review, we have a special training package exclusive for solarpreneur listeners over at solarpreneurs.com. Remember, you need to leave us a review on iTunes to qualify for the training package, so take care of that now, and we'll see you on the next episode.